You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. Hey, listen, you mad? What you mad about? Come on, let's talk. What are you mad about? You know, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about offense. And I think that is something that is very important in in any day and time. Offense is always one of those things that the enemy is going to use to keep us from getting all that God has intended for us to have. So let's talk, okay? And and we can look at it from different uh, aspects. But the bottom line is, when we're finished with this podcast, we want to be able to be free from offense, whether we have been offending people or we have been the one that has been offended. Um, we don't want to stay in that place, okay? And and so the word talks about how it's going to come, you know, and even Jesus, even when he was just presenting the word, he wasn't trying to offend people, but in his obedience to God's word and to the assignment that was on his life, he offended people. Now, he offended people because people weren't right, you know, but sometimes you'll get offended and you're in the right. Um, and someone does you wrong. But I just want to take the truth from the Word of God because that's what changes us, right? Truth from the Word of God so that we can be set free. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to allow something like offense to hold me back from all that God has for me. Every day when I wake up, I want to be able to move forward in my life. And so even if I notice that the, that these there, there are issues here and issues there. I'm not going to be okay with just trying to work around these issues just so, you know, um, because I don't want to deal with it or um, I refuse or I, or I decide I'm going to hold on to it and hold it against someone. I have that control over it. And, and, and usually when you deal with offense, that's what you kind of feel like. You feel like you don't have any control. It's their fault. Well, even if it is their fault, you do have a certain amount of control where you can determine that you don't allow what offended you to hold you back. Okay. And so, um, so we're going to discuss that and, and get into it. So what is offense? Okay. And so, of course, it's something that causes a person to be hurt, angry, upset, um, something that is wrongfully or improperly done towards someone. In a biblical sense, it's connected to a spirit, which is what we term as the spirit of offense. And the spirit of offense, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you're wrong in whatever offense may be done against you. It just means that you have been caught up in the spirit of offense, okay? And so when we look in the word of God, when whenever you see the word addressing offense, um, it's really relating to laying a trap, like the enemy laying a trap for someone in their way. And if you ever think about, you ever try to catch something or catch an animal or just whatever, and, and you have to meticulously do it so that you can catch um, you know, that type of animal or else it will be el- elusive. You know, it will get away from you. You won't get it. You know, so you have to take that trap and you hide it so it won't be in clear view for you to see it. You have to make sure you set it up in such a way that once it gets into it, that it's going to do what it's supposed to do to hold you captive. And that's what a trap will do. And so 
So in relating to in the Bible, when you talk about offense, it's saying it's it's letting us know that the enemy is behind laying a trap for us in such a way that we are um, held captive. Okay, so so we cannot play around with um, or take lightly or just dismiss that the spirit of offense is something that it happens and, you know, you're just going to. Um, power through it. Okay. No, you don't just power through it. No, you deal with it. First of all, in your own heart. And then if the Lord leads you to, to, to somehow make amends, or, or if it's someone else that, you know, that you have to work with to, to deal with whatever conflict or offense has taken place that you're able to come to a resolve. Cause we, you know, we're ministers of reconciliation. That's what the word says in the Bible that when we get saved, we get the ministry a reconciliation. That's powerful within itself. But listen, I mean, when you think about that in 2 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verses 24 through 26, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snares of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So sometimes you 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 may have to to deal with an issue, deal with a person, or go to a person. But this is this tells us exactly how to do it. Okay, do it in gentleness, do it with patience, do it with humility. Because sometimes, you know, I've heard it said this way: there's two types of people that are offended: those who have been uh, those who have been treated unjustly. And then those who believe they have been treated unjustly, two different types. So if you are on that second part where you believe you have been treated unjustly and the actuality of it, the truth of the matter is, no, you really weren't. It's something that you either misunderstood. Um, there was misinformation, uh, it was misinterpreted or just whatever. Um, but nonetheless, it's still given unto us the opportunity to, to make things right. Okay. And so humility has to set in, even if you know, you are, you, you just flat out, just know I'm in the right. You know, what I did was right, you know, and that person was wrong. Well, humility would say, well, let me give them the benefit of the doubt or let me administer grace so that I can be free and not be set in this trap that the enemy has snared, you know, um, uh, set for me. Um, cause they can do what they want to do, you know, but I'm not going to be set in this trap of offense by the enemy. So I can present this to them in humility and gentleness and patience and, and, and do it in a godly way where truth is revealed. And, and if they decide they're not going to handle it the right way, that's on them. But my conscience is clear and my way, my life is clear. My heart is pure. Um, and, and, and making the decision that I'm not going to be snared by this thing. Okay. So when you deal with friend, with offense, I mean, it's like a, it's like an automatic weapon. You know, you ever seen an automatic weapon? I've never handled one. Don't want to. Okay. But you know, I, you, we, we watch enough movies to know, right? Okay. So hopefully you've been on the side of watching mostly movies and been on the side of, okay. But anyway, it's like an automatic weapon, right? And as soon as you hit that thing, you, you hold your hand on that trigger. It just keeps firing and it doesn't give up. It's, it's relentless. OK. And, you know, um, the enemy will want, you know, that one fence offense it, it, it takes place. 
He doesn't want repentance. He doesn't want reconciliation to take place. He just wants it to be almost like that, that snowball that goes down the hill. He wants it to start and just keep him bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just molds through everything in its sight. It damages everything in its sight, the bigger that it gets. And so we don't want that in our lives. I mean, we, we, we want to be in peace, but this is what the Bible says about offense. It says in Proverbs 18, 19, um, it says a brother or friend offended is more unyielding than a strong fortified city and quarreling arguments, contentions, disputes. is like the bars of a castle. I mean, that thing is on lockdown. When somebody is offended, you know, the, the enemy has, cause it's a trap of the enemy. And so you have to fight to get out of that trap so that the enemy won't do any more damage than what he's already done. So, but when you, when you offend a friend, okay, because you're talking about loyalty. I mean, if somebody offends you in your family, I mean, it's, 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 it's talking about like, it's unyielding. It's not, um, easily ready to allow that offense to go, you know? And so when you look at the fruit that comes out of offense, you know, it's bad fruit for sure. It's your hurt, it's anger, it's outrage, it's jealousy, it's resentment, it's strife, it's bitterness, it's hatred, it's envy. Now, is that something that sounds like what God gives to us or wants us to produce in our lives? Of course not. All right. So the consequences of that is um, it's insults. You know, the consequence when the offense takes place, I mean, you fire back with insults, with attacks. You, you, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to do want uh, revenge, um, you know, and it divides, it isolates, it separates. Um, it breaks relationships. Um, it's a betrayal sets in. It causes backsliding. I mean, people leave churches, people leave their position, you know, um, where God has placed them to be in, they get out of position. I mean, these are consequences of offense. And so, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms one, you know, um, Psalms four, where it talks about guarding your heart with all diligence. And so when you don't guard your heart, offense can get in there and take root in your life. I mean, I've just ministered or shared a message dealing with the soil of our hearts, you know? And so, so the important part of that is, is to have the type of heart where it, it is good ground. And so, but if you don't guard it, if you just allow the enemy to throw anything at you, you know, through people, cause that's how we get offended is the enemy is not just offending us by himself. No, he's a spirit. Okay. We live in the flesh. So what is he going to do? He's going to cause something to contend with us in the flesh. Okay. Even though it's incited through the spirit. Okay. And so, um, uh, years ago, John uh, Revere wrote a book dealing with, uh, offense and he called it the bait of Satan. So I highly recommend that you get a hold of this book, but that's what it is. Offense is a bait of the enemy. And uh, he has been so crafty because, you know, the very place where we ought to be masters over offense is the very place where it seems like offense just runs rapid. Okay. The very place where the word of God is going forth and the word of God is able to help us to, uh, to show us how do we handle difficult situations that can incite or cause offense 
is the very place where the enemy is, like I said, running rapid. And so in Galatians 5, 1 through 26, you can read the whole chapter, but it starts out in the first verse and it says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And in parentheses, it says the bait of Satan. So, you know, when Christ comes into our hearts, when we give our lives to him, we have the ticket for freedom. We have the keys for freedom. So what we do is we relinquish that key. We actually go out and get into the trap ourselves. You know, we open up the door, we open up the gate and get in it ourselves. When we relinquish the freedom that God has given us through Christ Jesus. And so the word says, stand firm in that, you know? And so, um, you know, so, so, you know, so, so, and it's obvious, you know, the word of God also talks about how you go, you know, offense, offense is going to take place. It's, it's going to be always going to be an opportunity for offense to take place. But because if we've been receiving the word of God, then we know how to buffer ourselves against the spirit of offense. Okay. So in Matthew 24, 10 says in the last days shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, it's no, you know, a secret is, I mean, it's, it's obvious of the rudeness, you know, just the, the, the hatred, the bitterness, all of those things are incited by offense, but how do you handle it? Okay. Grudges, people hold grudges, quick tempers, all kinds of crazy stuff, which is not becomely of a Christian. We know that we play around with it because we laugh at all when, when the truth comes to show us what we look like. But, um, but we got to recognize we can't play with this because we're living in a day where God is calling us now more so than ever before to stand up as Christians, to live in the truth like never before. You know, Bishop ministered a message a while back um, where he talked about whatever you're holding is holding you. OK. And so uh, when you deal with the spirit of offense, so um so it's holding you. So you thinking you're holding it and you, and you got control over it. No, 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 no. If you, if you got bitterness, if you got anger, if you got resentment, if you got hatred in your heart, if you have all those fruits that I talk about that result from offense, jealousy, outrage, resentment, strife, bitterness, envy, hurt, pain, all of those things have a hold of you. So you think you're holding it, but really it's holding you. Okay. And, 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 Plainly put, is you're entrapped. You're in a trap. Okay. In Psalms 52, 12 through 15, it says this, and this is ESV version. It says, For it is not an enemy who taunts me. And it's talking about how, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with offense, I, I think we can better handle offense when we're dealing with people who don't really don't really know us. You know, like sometimes when somebody does something, you know, um, that's outside of the church, or maybe, you know, maybe it's somebody in the store or whatever, you, you, you'll dismiss it or you'll release it a lot quicker than we would with those in the church. It shouldn't be that way. It's sad. I know it's really sad, but prayerfully this message will help us to really get a grip on this thing. But this is what it's talking about. It says, for it's not an enemy who taunts me. Okay. Then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolently with me, then I could hide from it. Okay. But then it says, but it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, my brother, my sister, blood brother, blood sister, spiritual brother, spiritual sister, my leader, 
you know, my mentor, my, my mentee, you know, the person I sit next to, the word, the person I work with every day, we used to take sweet counsel together. Okay. Within God's house, we walked in the throng and then it, then it goes on to say, then let death steal over them and let them go down to soul alive for evil is in their dwelling place and in their hearts. And that's how quickly offense comes in, you know? And so when you look at offense, a lot of times it's, it's, it, it couples with, with pride and that's a, Pride is a monster. I'm telling you, it couples itself with pride. And um, with, when you deal with pride, it's it's very elusive because it camouflages a lot of things. So 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 offense, pride and also control steps in and makes that offense even worse. So with offense, pride and control, a terrible combination. OK, deadly. OK. And so when people deal with that type of combination, then it then it's hard to receive correction because if you're trying to control something, you know, you're not ready to relinquish and allow reconciliation to take place. You're dogmatic about something. OK, pride says it's not me, it's them, you know, and so it's 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 hard to 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 deal with or to expose when somebody is dealing with pride, you know, and so um it tells us we are always right and cannot have offense in our lives. That's what pride tells us. So I want to share with you some characteristics of offense and, and, and prayerfully this will help you that if you're in a place of offense, um, you know, one of the things that helps me with dealing with offense is I, I know that what I hold on to is what holds me back. Okay. And I don't have control over other people. Because I've found that through my life, you know, in counseling people, working with people, people leave the church, people do all kinds of things to you, you know, against you, or you may have offended them and they may not be receptive to your reconciliation. Okay. Um, And so, um, but, but what I've found is that I have to take an account for what offense may be in my heart, or even if I've offended someone. So I'm the one that has to repent. Or I'm the one that has to say, I release it. Even if you've had people that will never come back and say, I'm sorry, or acknowledge that they wronged you, you got to be all right with God to know, okay, God, I'm going to trust you that you'll deal with them. Because the word says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He will avenge you. He will avenge our enemy. He will he will, he will repay. He will take care of those situations when we give it to him. So through my life, that's what I've learned. But if you're dealing with offense, this, these are some things that couple with um, offense. Entitlement is, is a big thing. Uh, so the person with offense feels they are owed something. Okay. They value what they have in themselves and they feel they have worked hard and they deserve to be elevated. Okay. The truth is they felt they deserve something they weren't entitled to. Entitled people feel it is their duty and responsibility, even though it isn't when they feel entitled to a position or thing and don't receive it, they get offended or rejected. So if humility doesn't set in, then you feel like, well, I've been here long enough. I should have, you know, um, you know, um, you know, such and such, you know, I don't see why they got that. Why didn't I get it? Because I'm, you know, the next should be the next person in line. Well, who told you that you were the next person in line? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we 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 assume things 
Um, we feel like, well, because I did this, then this is owed me. Um, well, if someone didn't clearly say, well, when you do this, then this is what you get. Then you can't assume that that's what happens. Okay. People, people, uh, pull out of their position, you know, in church because um, they feel like they were overlooked. Well, you never know what was happening. You know, there's so many times when I was ready to give a person an opportunity to do something. And because they may not have understood what was going on or why it was taking so long or why the wait. And then after a while, we find out where the wait was, well, this person, you know, felt like they were entitled to it. So I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, and so then and then so then they may shift or they may move out or they may stop doing whatever. And it's like, OK, well, what's going to give you an opportunity to share this or what's going to give you opportunity to do this, to do that, you know, and um, and then they show themselves, you know. So. So you have to be very. Um, you know, you have to be vigilant to, to make sure that entitlement doesn't settle in. OK, um, Another characteristic of offenses is that we talked about pride. So pride for people are self-reliant instead of God-reliant. When pride attacks, it doesn't allow us to see the entire picture. Okay. I mean, think about who, who, who where did a pride originate from? Lucifer. Now Satan, he even lost his name. <laughs> Satan. It originated from him and it resulted in his fall. Right. So whenever pride comes in, it's comes before fall. You've heard that. And it's so true. When people are offended, the offense is, and the offense is rooted in pride. They make, uh, it, it, however, offense, people don't see the fall as a result of their own doing. Um, and so they may put the blame on other people. Some people cannot handle the thought of being wrong. And then they feel shameful and unworthy. When a person offers direction or correction to a prideful, offensive person, often it is interpreted as I can do any, I can't do anything right or I messed up again, you know? And so, um, so they take offense to that, you know, it's like, well, can I do anything right? Why is, you know, why are you always nitpicking me? You know, well, you know, the spirit of excellence. Okay. Your heart should be like, okay. If you if you if there's something that's not right, then then I sh I should have a willing spirit to say, okay, help me get it right because that will help me to be a better person. It will bring glory to God and overall, every you know, make you know life better or make situations better, relationships better, you know. So, but pride will 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 be stuck on themselves and be offended by you know being corrected or um, you know um, you, you know being uh, um, addressed in such a way that will help them to get things right. Okay. So pride, you got to deal with that pride. And so to me, the thing is go before God and, and, and those are things that you want to ask God to help rid you of those types of spirits, you know, and to me, it should be a daily type of thing. Lord, help me to be humble, help, humble in my dealings with people, hum humble in my position, you know, humble in, even on my job where I am, God, because in humility, when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, what happens? He exalts you, you know, but when you, you know, don't, you know, you try to exalt yourself or you look to man to exalt you. I'm telling you, you don't want to be exalted except through God. Let him do it. And then you won't have any regrets. Okay. Unfairness is another type of characteristics of um, offense. People with offense often feel church leaders have treated them unfairly. A common complaint I hear is this. They didn't value my gifting. 
Okay. People get hurt and they build up resentment and bitterness when they're not used in the church. When people don't realize that is when people don't realize is that there are proper order in a well-structured church and more likely, more than likely the person who wanted to be used and valued before their time. Timing is everything. And a great part of leadership is delegated authority and um, not only delegated authority, but, um, but just recognizing that um, there's a time and a place for everything, you know? And so, um, and so when you have delegated authority, you have to trust the person that's in authority. Okay. Cause there's somebody over them too. Right. And so, um, but they're only in authority because they were given authority because they could be trusted with authority. All right. And so you have to, to learn how to trust the leaders that are over you and trust the God in them. Okay. And so sometimes we put our trust so much in man and when we put our trust in man and we begin to see their defects, their flaws, we begin to see their shortcomings, then we begin to lose heart. And then we begin to pull back and think, okay, well, oh, wait a minute, they're not capable of seeing the giftings that I have. So, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, find another way. Okay. But when you trust the God that's in them, oh my, I'm telling you, it's like, it's like a a fog light, a a, a flashlight that's on you, you know? Okay. It's like a a, a beaming light that, that God will place on you that, that you, that you won't be overlooked. Okay. That you will shine forth. But when you do it in that humility and in trusting God, God is the one. Cause what promotion doesn't come from the East or the West. Okay. Where does it come from? It comes from God. All right. Um, respect. The world has taught us to demand respect. You can't demand respect. Respect respect is given. And when you give respect, it's reciprocated back to you. Okay. And so the Bible has told us through humility and serving and love. That's giving respect. I respect you. I show love to you. I serve you because I respect who you are, whether, whether, whether you, uh, uh, you know, are rich or poor, whether you, whether you know a lot or don't know a lot, whether you're young or old, I respect you because you are a human being. Okay. And so when you demand somebody to respect you, you're going to get offended because people aren't, you don't make somebody respect you. If anything, you cause people to resent you, you know? Um, and so when offended, what the world has taught us is to uh, screams in our ears and we cannot hear the quietness of the Lord's voice that say serve with humility, you know? And so how many times have you been in a situation where you felt like you, Oh, you're going to respect me. Okay. Well, you can make somebody respect you out of fear, you know, where you incite fear in them. Well, you know, even, you know, as a, um, you know, in the household, you know, as parents, you know, you, you, you can make your child respect you, but do you want them to respect you out of fear or would you much rather them respect you out of love because you serve hu- in humility? You, 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 you respect out of love. Okay. And so that's the type of thing that you want. And so you, you're going to get offended if, if you're demanding somebody to respect you. So if you're in leadership position, you demanded somebody, I mean, come on now, let's dish it out first and then it will be given back to you. All right. And then control another is another a characteristic that's connected to offense. And so offensive people often desire to control situations when control and having it our way can, can, 
cannot exist, offensive people get offended and leave the church. If they, if only they would have stayed under the strong leadership that didn't put up with their selfish behaviors, they may have received the healing they were longing for, but didn't know they needed. So when you're trying to control something, um, you know, because you feel like, well, I, I know how it should be done. This is the way it should be done. You know, um, you know, you, you're going to get offended because when you do have strong leadership, they're not going to put up with you trying to do your own thing. OK. And so a lot of times, oh, God, that's open up a can of words. That's why people want to do their own conferences. They want to start this. They want to start that. Why? Because you don't want to submit under the leadership that's given in your church. You want to do your thing or you don't want to humble yourself in such a way where you can flow with what this leadership has set in place. And then uh, in time and in season, then you're able able to help and support and undergird. But then we have all these other little things going on because we want to be in control. We want it to do it our way, which we feel is the right way. So, you know, offense comes in, you know, um, well, I'm offended, you know, because, it, it, you know, I, I feel like I can do this better than that. You know, maybe you can, but then you find out it's a little different, right? So, so a couple of scriptures that I want to share and um, really, I could continue on dealing with the spirit of offense. And really, it's going, I'm going to need to do another message on it because it's so powerful. The scripture and, and, the, and the word of God is very strong in um, what it talks about with offense. But just, let me just leave you with just a few scriptures because it's the word of God that changes us, right? So what do you do with this? You, you, you get God's opinion, you get God's heart, you get God's thoughts, God's plans on offense. And that's what I'm getting ready to share with you. His thoughts, his opinion, you know, how he sees it, how he wants us to govern our lives. So in Psalms 119, 160, Psalms 119, verse 165, it says in the Amplified Version, great peace have those who love your law. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Oh my goodness. That is loaded because as I said, I'm giving you God's thoughts. His law is his word. His law is his, is his statutes. His law is his way. It's the Bible. That's the word. So when you, when you, you have great peace, when you love his word, because, and this is what happens, nothing shall offend you or, or make you stumble because that's what happens when offense comes in. It causes you to stumble. It gets you off your course. It pulls you off of your assignment. It takes, it, it pulls you off your road of favor, off your road of the destiny that God has ordained for you to have. But when you got the word on the inside of you and you love the word, old and you know when offense come you know what to do with it you know how to operate in humility you know how to operate in love you know how to operate in forgiveness why because all of that is in the word so when you love the word you got it on the inside of you you're like okay I know how to handle this look they keep doing me wrong no I'm not going to repay them no I'm, I'm not going to hate them for it I'm going to pray for them I'm going to still love them I'm, I'm going to keep my heart clear I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to keep my heart pure. Um, you know, and then God will show you how to reconcile or how to deal with conflict resolution and all those types of things. But you have the cutting edge. You've got the, the, the source that you need, <laughs> okay, to deal with that offense. All right. One more. It says Proverbs 119, 11 says, good sense makes a man restrain his anger. And it is his glory to overlook a trans transgression or offense. 
And I can go on and on about scripture. And we're going to continue on um, and, and dealing with the fence. But I'm telling you, in this day and age, you have to take control over how your life flows. When you have a fence that goes on and people have done you wrong or you think that people have done you wrong, Still, you are the one that's saying, okay, I'm giving permission for this thing to just take me off my course, to to steal from me um, my blessing. You know, oh my gosh, you got to think about that, you know, and so you don't want that to happen. And so 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 I start out with the question, you mad what you mad about, you know, and why are you allowing this thing to to get under your grill to 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 the point where. You can't worship God to the point where you are avoiding people, to the point where you will even leave your church. What the what? What in the world? No. If God told me to be a, a part of this church, he He told me to connect to my man and woman of God or man or woman of God, then I'm not going to allow what somebody else is doing because they're tripping to make me so mad that I'm going to just disconnect from my from my from my for my source of, 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 of blessings and favor and, you know, my destiny. No, no, you're not going to cause me to not worship God. You're going to cause me to, to, you know, to, to be mad to the point where I can't even lift my hands and worship God because I'm so full of offense. Now, what kind of sense does that make when you are a child of God and you know that the one who made you, the one who gave you everything you got in you, you live and move and have your being in him. Come on now. What kind of sense does that make? So, you know, you got to deal with it. It's madness. That's what it is. And so you you can't allow that to get on the inside of you and snuff out uh, your purpose, your dreams, all of those things. OK. And, you know, in life, you can't get around people. So, you know, so, so, so even if you in your house and you thinking live streaming is your answer, for the, no, you're isolating yourself. That's pride. That, that, that's that, that spirit that's coming in, that's connecting to that spirit of offense that's keeping you from getting all that God has for you. So some of you, you sitting in your, you sitting in your, uh, your, your room, you watching, uh, the word being preached, but you, you still got offense. So even that blocks you from hearing the true unadulterated word of God. So I say to you, you have control to, to deal with this thing. So where do you start? Well, first of all, you recognize I'm offended. Come on, come to terms with it. I'm offended. The reason why I'm not coming to church, I'm offended. The reason why I pulled away from this many, I'm offended. The reason why I quit this job, because I got offended. The reason why I don't talk to such and such, because what? I'm offended, you know? And so you come to terms with the fact that you are offended. And then what do you do? Just like with anything else that you recognize is an issue, you take it to God and say, God, I know that this is not your will for me to be in offense. Recognize that you have control over it and you take control by giving it to God and say, God, I ask you that you help me. And as I get into the word to cleanse my heart of the offense that has taken place, I pray for your wisdom to know how to deal with it, how to go to the person if I need to go to the person. How, the word already showed me that when I go to somebody, I go in humility. I go in love. I go in a gentle spirit. I go expecting reconciliation. Okay. And so, um, 
So those are the first few things that you need to do. Recognize it, go to God, repent because offense is a sin. Yikes, yikes. Yes, it is. Anything that separates you from God is sin. Okay. And so, so get that, get it before God, repent of it. And then say, God, I pray for your guidance through the Holy spirit to show me how to handle this thing. All right. Sometimes you may, the, the God may lead you to say, okay, well, go grab somebody who's mature in the faith and, and set up a time where you meet with them and have them as a mediator between you and that person. Okay. Cause if you feel like, well, I can't really make any headway, I won't be heard or they're going to, they're going to just blow up and not be receptive of it. Okay. So, but God, there's always a way of escape. That's what I love about the word. You know, it, you may not see modern day things, but there are general situation issues, themes that we deal with all the time. There's nothing new under the sun. Okay. And so God always gives us a way of escape. So you have that. And so I've already shared a few scripture, get in those scriptures and get in your heart that this is not God's will for my life to be in offense, to be in a place that I'm not supposed to be at. I've moved myself, removed myself from my purpose, my destiny, my call, my church, you know, my your position, you know, from serving, you know, or whatever it may be. So just recognize that. All right. And so we're going to continue in this because this is some good stuff. And I just believe that God is going to set you free and uh, that you'll get back on course to do what God has had for you, uh, intended for you to have. And, and if you are on course, then you will have just this much more on your arsenal to be able to recognize when the enemy is firing at you and trying to set you in a trap, you will recognize clearly, oh, that's a trap. Oh, that's a trap. Oh, that's to provoke me to be offended, but I'm not going to be offended. All right. I know this message has been a blessing to you. Okay. You comment and let me know how you're being set free from the spirit of offense. I'm excited for your future because I know that God has some great things in store for you. Okay. So I want you to like the message, right? And don't forget to share it because we, you know, there's somebody else that, you know, Hey, even a person that offended you needs to hear this message. Come on, send them a link. All right. <laughs> but also subscribe, right? So you can get the notice for the next uh, podcast that will be released. God bless you. This has been another episode of changing lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.